0: This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Just go to AdamandEve.com and type in Glory. That's
1: G-L-O-R-Y at checkout, and you'll get 50% off almost
0: any item, a free sex swing, and free shipping. Hey, episode 420, guys. Happy episode 420. Fuck. Um...
2: Yeah, I'm actually the, the same guy that called in a few weeks ago, talking about the 75
0: pounds of weed. And I gotta say, the guy that called in last week about the um, the the friend comparing you to Radio Lab, from his coughing, he sounded like he started
2: celebrating episode 420 a little early. So uh, glory hole and blaze it, fuckers.
3: Hi, this is Yvonne from Washington D.C. Um, you all talked about wrongly convicted. Um, and one young man who could have did a short amount of time if he had just lied and said that he was a part of a crime. Never, ever, 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 never, ever, never do a plea bargain if you are innocent. When you do a plea bargain to get a shorter sentence, you're admitting guilt. They can find new evidence and have a bus full of people, several bus full of people who show up five years later because they didn't know this had happened, or whatever could happen that could prove your innocence. But taking a plea bargain, you have admitted guilt and nothing has to change. You can spend the rest of your life in prison. Even if other people who didn't take the plea bargain are released. because you took the plea bargain, you have to do your time because you have admitted guilt. They don't even have to give you the time of day to think about it. So I stress to everyone I know, do not take a plea bargain if you know you are innocent. Gloria. Bye.
4: Um, Diesel, this is Kevin from Virginia calling you just as I'm passing in front of Pat Robinson's Regent University, listening to episode four eighteen. Now I'm very confused. The pastor claims that we have hurricane machines to try and suppress the boat. Aren't these the same motherfuckers who are telling us that global warming can't be human caused because humans can't affect the environment? We can't affect the environment. We're
0: causing hurricanes. <laughs> ah! Glory, old motherfuckers.
2: Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason.
1: 420, y'all. Cognitive dissonance. And before uh, we decided to record this, <clears throat> I ate an entire bag of gummy bears, Haribo gummy bears, because I don't, I don't like the edibles very much.
2: But I was trying to get in the spirit of the thing. I just ate a stoner. There's plenty of THC in that guy. I don't ate worries. a lot of Ben
1: and Jerry's, yeah. and I'm gonna go home and just. <laughs> I just. I guess what I'm saying is I'm going to eat a lot. Just. Because I'm fast. That's Ben and Jerry's flavor. Mm. I'm I, I I'm a I'm a cherry Garcia. Like I know it's old school, but it's a I rock
2: solid. A long ice cream. time. It's an excellent, excellent. Yeah, flavor. But I will say their oatmeal cookie. <gasps> that is awesome. That is really that is good. fucking it money.
0: Is really good. They've
2: also got a coconut seven layer bar. Is that good? Yeah. I haven't had it. Uh, do you like coconut? Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: fucking rock solid, I like
2: man. I you know, for a long time I would I would get uh everything but the Yeah, it had that's good. all different kinds of stuff in there. Uh-huh. It was nice. Um Americone Dream. I like uh, the, Americone Dream isn't bad. Like it's not, Americone it's, Dream. it's certainly not something I I like reach for but if Very it's like sweet there, Yeah, if it's there, I'll get it. Um but I there's 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 a couple though for a long time that I was like Cherry Garcia, Chubby Hubby. Those were two big ones that I would go Haley for. Haley keeps
1: buying the chubby hubby and then just emptying out the container and leaving it places for me to find. I don't know (laughs) what the message is there, but I don't appreciate it. You know what I I like about uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream is you don't have to make the choice between eating candy or cookies or ice cream today. You
2: can have, can it, have all. it all. Yeah. It's the American dream. Yeah. That's why Americone dream is so good. It's the uh, the other thing too is that it's really a dense ice cream. Like yeah. uh, like there's a lot of ice creams out there that are whipped with a lot of air in them, and so you'll get that ice cream. You'd be like, eh. Like you know you could there's a, there's specifically a brand new ice cream out there called Halo, which whips a ton of air into there, and then they they're like, oh, it's only 320 calories per pint, but it's like four spoonfuls of uh, some of the other ice cream. Right. You know what I mean? But it's like a, the density of their ice cream yes, is Yes, because when
1: you amazing. eat the whole pint of Ben and Jerry's, you feel like you've
2: accomplished yeah, your day's goals. Absolutely. You cry in your hands afterwards, for you, sure.
1: You do. I go yeah. get a second pint. <laughs> <clears throat> like, whatever. There's Ben and Jerry. I didn't eat enough. <laughs>
5: All right.
1: This story comes from CBS News, and really, this this show is going to have a bit of a theme. Yeah. Called what the fuck is going on, America? (laughs) Yeah. All right. So this is from CBS News, uh, biased news source, liberal media. Migrant children at the border. The facts. So um, let's run down to some of these, some of these questions, and this in kind of Q and A format that the article in. Yeah. Um, is there a new policy that's caused families to be separated at the border? Uh, a lot of people yes. are posting shit online, yeah, saying like, "Oh, this isn't new. This has it's been the done." Same thing over, and over yeah. yeah. Um. No, this is a new. Yeah. This is a new policy. It's important to distinguish between policies and laws, policies, and cases. A policy is a set of procedures. You know, a law is passed by the legislature, right? So an administration can enact a policy, which is a set of procedures about how we are going to handle a situation that might occur. Right. That's not the same thing as passing a law, Mm -hmm. right? So um, Jeff Sessions ordered the zero tolerance uh, policy. And as part of that policy... Um, they are criminally charging people who cross the border illegally. Yeah.
2: They used to. What what used to happen is, is it was a civil thing, and so they would show up, and then they would give them a civil. It would be a civil case, and so they that that this was one of the major contentions they had. They called it catch and release. Basically, right. you would show up they would they would say okay it's a civil matter and then they would let him go and they would expect them to come back to the court date and, and a lot of people did come back yeah, to the court i read date. an article that said 99.6% that, that, was, that were through a certain program yeah through a certain program that's, that's a skewed right. number but right. they were like i saw other numbers that were saying it was 70 60 70% of all that come back so a lot of these people do come back to go through that case and deal with the civil suit
1: can we talk for a minute about who these people are too yeah. so for the most part, because there's an important distinction here that, like, for the most part, many of the people that are coming through are asylum seekers. Yeah. Now, that's not the same thing as somebody who just wants to show up randomly, right? An asylum seeker would be somebody who is going to show up um, in, in the in the country, and they are going to seek, uh, as a refugee, and they're seeking asylum from conditions in their country which have made it um, uninhabitable or unsafe yeah. for them to remain there. Now, the, one of the things people say is like, oh, they should just wait and cross legally. Except for the border crossings are all fucking shut down. Yeah. And you can't apply for asylum in advance. You cannot apply for, a, you can't be like, oh, I'm going to apply for asylum from Honduras. Yeah. You
2: apply for asylum once you get here. That This is the way to seek asylum. Yeah. <clears throat> and recently, um, I saw a New York Times article that they, that Jeff Sessions had set up another policy where they narrowed the scope of asylum where it used yeah, to, I just saw the same thing Yeah, where it used to take a, a, a broader approach, which said, if you were a victim of domestic violence or gang violence, right. those were both things you could seek asylum for. Right. Well, they narrowed the focus of this in a way. So like, like when people were, I was getting in an argument about it and people were saying, well, these aren't asylum seekers. I'm like, yeah, they aren't now, but fucking last week they were. When they left yeah. home a thousand yeah. miles away. They fucking right. were. And now they're not. And it's because of this policy. It's because of the way in which they're interpreting these, these the, the asylum, in my opinion, the, the, to clamp down on people that are, fleeing from domestic violence or gang violence and to say, oh, that's not asylum. Sorry. You can't seek asylum for that. That's just monstrous. That well, is monstrous. This
1: whole thing is like, yeah. this whole thing is monstrous. And this is just a, we don't want Brown immigrants. That's all it is. They should just pass a no Brown immigrants law. All it is. Call that shit. Yeah. What it is, yeah. right? No Brown immigrants from the South. We'll yeah. take some of them if they're from yeah. Southeast India or Southeast Asia, but like a no Brown Southern immigrants Central America, South America, pass, hard, can, pass hard pass, you know, yeah. and Mexico. Yeah. So like, we just, we don't want it. Right. We should just name the, we should just call that shit a day and say, these are the countries we don't accept people from. Yeah. And we're close to doing that, right? We've got a president who says, you know, there are some countries full of garbage people yeah, well, he's, or, you know, he's tried countries, up, or,
2: he tried to set up some,
1: <clears throat> the anti-Muslim yeah, some those, immigration yeah, countries, right? Immigration it's this, this whole thing where we narrow down or like redefine who gets to seek asylum, man, this is just, this is just an attempt to obfuscate the truth. Like if we're going to be honest, if yeah. we're going to be racist, yeah. if we're going to be xenophobic, if we're going to decide, um, on an, uh, we should just
2: say it, just yeah. call it out. Yeah. And then everybody gets to know what it is that we're doing. You know, it's interesting. <clears throat> they they set this policy in motion to specifically start, Having like, like like Tom said, they had a zero tolerance policy that they enacted. That means that they're criminally charging these people. So when they come over with children, they're splitting these families up, and that's where the big contention was. Right, right? these families are being split up, and these people, these kids, are being housed in these large centers. Some of them at a, they had a young age. One they called it the tender age center that they had. Like you know, we're talking very very young children in this tender age center that right. they had, and so you know, they're splitting these people up and this crossed the aisle. It didn't, there was many people. This crossed the bedroom. Like Melania went down and visited one of these detention centers. It was, it was, you know, we had, there was many Republicans that were coming out against this. Many Republican governors that were saying it was, you know, horrible. We shouldn't be doing this. This is not a practice that we need to be involved in. And what we heard from Trump was a different story than what we heard from his administration. So his, what we heard from Trump was, hey guys, I, you know, I, my hands are tight as the Democrats, fault. right? My hands are tight. It's the Democrat's mm-hmm. fault, but sessions and the rest of them to them, this is a feature, not a bug. Oh, it is. They yeah. were trying to deter people. They were using this punitive fucking measure to deter people from coming here because he was basically sending the message that if you show up here, we will take your kids from you. Right. We will separate you from your family. And so he's trying to stop people from showing up here. In in, in, a, in a way that is, is so monstrous, but these are hard, hard, hardline immigration people. The people in his cabinet oh, I know. that have been handling this stuff, yeah, man. they're hardline immigration people. They no get, fucks given. Not at all. It's like, if they're not going to let you in. And they they do not care. They do not care. And like I said, this is not something that they were shrinking away from. All his cabinet, until Trump came out and said, okay, I changed it. All Everybody was like, no, this is what we wanted to do. Well, isn't that so crazy? It's like, so when you when you talk to trump supporters
1: and you look at the other side of the things you know you hear such a conflicting series of stories and they can't all be true because they're they're in direct contradiction with each other either this is a monstrous law But the president had no, no choice but to enforce it, except for somehow he did. Yeah. Because he didn't enforce it up until April. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So that's confusing. I've, I'm, I'm confused as to what, did he just realize that this was something he had to do? And then he was just, oh, fuck, did nobody told me I had to separate kids. So either this is an existing thing that goes back to to Bush. I've heard that, right? Yeah. Goes back to Bush. And then you hear, oh, well, Obama did it. And those things are just blatantly not true. They're They're fact-checked and not true. Um. And then you hear like, oh, all he's doing is enforcing the law, Yeah. but he didn't enforce it for the first, you know, however many days, year over a year, Mm -hmm. you know, now all of a sudden he's got to enforce the law. But then, you know, you also hear the like, well, you know, they should have thought of this before they came over. This is a good law. This is how we close our borders. Yeah. And then I now have to reconcile all of that with Trump just recently signing an executive order saying that it's not going to happen. Although I also read that the executive order will do nothing to actually stop the family separation. And
2: one of the things too is like, I heard today that that this might've been their plan all along so that, that they can detain the entire family so that they can keep the entire family from getting in at all. So before what would happen is, is if you're detained, if you're criminally detained, the children would somehow be able to sometimes they can meet up with family, sometimes can go to family and I think with the changing of this law and keeping the family together, there's no need for them to come into the country. Yeah, I read the same so thing. There's a possibility yeah. that they're saying that, but I do not believe the 40 chess thing. Like I don't believe that. Like I never believe that this president has thought anything further than a than a, a nanosecond in an before what's, before he what's, does what's before he does or says anything. I never think this president has any forethought. So, but why would you want to roll back for a second about Obama? Because Obama did deport a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's not that Obama didn't deport people. And it's not that Obama didn't tear families apart, too, because he would deport people and some of their family would still be left here. You know, people that were born here would sometimes stay and he would deport other parts of their family. So it's not like it's not like that hasn't been happening. You know, people have been tearing families apart through immigration, uh, you know, deportations in this country for a long time. Since the beginning of this country. For a long time. Yeah. So I don't think I, we've ever certainly, not done it. Certainly, you know, I'm certainly I know it's been happening at least through Bush and Obama because that's when I've been politically aware. So I know for sure that it's been happening. And Obama deported more people than Bush. So, you know what I mean? Like so there's right. there's a there's a lot of people that get deported. So I don't want to say like, you know, it, that there's there's because i don't want to get that message it's like well obama deported people. Right. i know he did oh yeah but he didn't what he didn't do mm-hmm. is when someone was seeking asylum or coming across the border he didn't split that family up and charge them criminally that's something he didn't do that's something that was not in place before it and, wasn't even in place for the first you know year of the of, trump, of presidency. trump presidency so right. like that's the part that like yeah. i i just want like
1: nobody seems to be able to like explain right. that part to me is like was If this was a law, he had no choice but to enforce. And we know that that's not true. The facts don't bear that out. Did it just come to his fucking attention in April? Yeah. That's, that's fucking baffling to me. And it's just, you know, the idea, like there's this Flores case, which is like that, like as being cited frequently as being like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's because this Flores case and basically, you know, says like, you, you can't, you can't detain the children. The children are not detainable is, is the, is the argument That the other side is making the Flores case doesn't actually say that. The Flores case outlines specifically what the rules are when unaccompanied minor children are caught up in an immigration snafu. Yeah. So it's like how, you know, who do they go to? What's the order of operations? We've we've detained the parent for whatever reason. What's the order of operations to make sure the kids something happens to them, right? Right. We can't just throw them away or like be like, I don't know what happened. You gotta do something to them that it, what we don't have to do is pull these families
2: yeah, apart. apart. We, yeah. we know we don't have to cause we yeah. haven't done it yeah. until fucking April. Until, yeah. Until recently. Right. But the problem is, is that they're going to have to, they're, they're probably not going to roll back the criminal thing. So they are going to not tear the families apart, but then everybody will then be detained. Yeah. And so then, Which, so then what, what what's going to have to happen is, is you're going to create, uh, a bunch of like, I guess, small detention centers, family detention centers along the border that you'll have to house these people at. Which that seems to me, and
1: I'm not, I'm, I'm the furthest thing from a legal expert, but that seems to me to be a that's going to be that's going to have its own set of, yeah, of challenges set of and challenges, issues, right? Absolutely, legal challenges yeah. and issues that I don't know how yeah. we're going to navigate that.
2: Yeah. And I, I look at all this and I'm like, what are we spending on this? Yeah. And and why are we doing it? Right. And you know, we we you know, there's a lot of things that that. When the Trump administration, they want to get a pat on the back for this now. Right. Like, so right. They, they did this thing. It's like it's like our government is like a fucking a dog that ate too much kibble, puked it on the rug and then licked it up and wants a pat on the head. Right. You know I clean I mean? the like, rug. Look like, at me. Hey, guys, I cleaned it up. Right. It's like you made the mess, stupid. Go outside. I just want to tell this entire administration to go lay down. Just go, <laughs> lay down. go lay down and don't bother me. Well, I want to get shock collars yeah, for all the uh, bzz, every well, time Trump says very, him, you know that one where they the, the pincher oh, yeah. collar you give him yes, the pincher he probably pop. does that anyway. But anyway. <laughs> The, Melania's yeah, got the, the other end. Just, he's got a ball gag in his fucking mouth. But you know, fucking like like the entire administration has been—they're they, gaslighting the the like the whole nation. Right. We were talking about it earlier, you know, by creating a problem and then fixing that problem that they created, and then blaming someone else for it. Like, I mean, like that's the the definition of what gaslighting is.
1: It's so funny. It's like, well, oh, I got to blame the Democrats. There is is what he said. The Democrats won't fix this problem it's like you control the
2: house and the senate Don't know what that means. I'm so yeah. i don't are the democrats I, holding you at gunpoint i don't what understand do that to,
1: what do you have to do right that argument where it's like well you know we can't do anything because of the democrats yeah. like you are fucking not in charge yeah did you miss the memo where you won all the things yeah. for a couple of years yeah. yeah like like trump when when um when obama had the house in the senate yeah you know trump fucking tweeted like a crazy person like you should be able to do whatever you want but you don't have control of your party you're a weak leader is that not literally the same fucking thing does that not mean the same thing are you then not tacitly acknowledging the weakness of your own your own leadership yeah but that's too sensible yeah like we're just in this like bizarro universe where if you're a if you're a supporter of this policy well, Trump just rolled it back. Yeah. So, are you pissed now at Trump,
2: or do you support the rollback too? Yeah, I don't know. What, I, I what do you know. suppose? Yeah. What, what are your fucking mental gymnastics that you have to how jump? Do you, through how here? do you jump through those hoops? Right. I want to talk to. I want to take a step away from the politics side of it and talk about the human side of it for a second. You well,
1: this will get depressing.
2: What, you know, we, Tom, you had you had talked about something like this on Facebook, and I want to bring it up. Like, when is it moral to break the law? When is it moral to step over an imaginary <clears throat> boundary in the sand? because you're in danger. When is that moral? And what I was, what a lot of these people have to say on the opposition is that this is the rule of law. You know, we can't have, we got to have laws mm-hmm. and there's consequences to breaking the laws. What, what doesn't make any sense to me is that there's all these people that that see these the this group of people coming into our country. They're they're, they're taking jobs that nobody cares right. about, nobody gives a shit about, nobody wants. Yep. They're not, they're going to get underpaid. They're not going to be take, taken care of by taxes, even though everybody thinks somehow they're going to be able to dip into this magic money pool that nobody has access to anyway. Right, I know, you know, and so you know they they don't they don't have any. Uh, any benefit benefits that normal that like that normal citizens enjoy. They they work underpaid, shitty jobs, and yet we somehow want to keep them out. And then we want to punish them and we and and we're upset. We're just upset and we think anything can happen to these people because they broke the rules. And you're like, look, put yourself in that situation. There's a giant drought in the United States, huge drought. There's no food. Fucking cans of beans, that's it. There's nothing left. You got to go north. You would move north. You yeah. would just take your kids north. And the if moment, you didn't move north, right. you would be doing the wrong thing. Yeah. And then in the moment, yeah. the moment you walk over that border, you would say, no, you've got to take me in. I don't have any food where I come from. I can't support myself where I come from. I can't live where I come from. Uh, there's, it's dangerous. There's fucking roving bands of people looking for that one can of beans. I got to leave. Right. And then the, like Canada... What 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 happens with Canada then? Are they moral for putting us in jail if we're starving? You know like like just put yourself in that position for 10 seconds and nobody ever wants to do that because they had the luck of their birth to be born here. Yeah. And that's like it's it, it makes
1: me crazy because it's like that's all any of this is, right? That's all any of this fucking hypernationalistic patriotic rah rah flag waving bullshit is. You got lucky. Yep. Most of the world is born into poverty. That's most, most. almost all the people are born into grinding poverty. That we were not born into grinding poverty is not because we are good or we deserve it in any more the way that like somebody who was born into poverty deserves deserves their their poverty. Right. And like, I don't want to live in poverty. So why would I ever assume that somebody else wants to live a way I don't want to live? It like, like it makes me like, If it's acceptable for me, it is acceptable for somebody else. And if it is unacceptable for me, then it is unacceptable for somebody else. And if I were going to behave in some way in order to feed my family, and I got to tell you, like, if my family needs to be fed, there's no world where you don't find fucking food for them. Anything less is an immoral action. Yeah, I can't come home empty-handed and look my family in the eye and be like... Well, somebody wrote on a piece of paper that there's an imaginary border, and if I walk over that line, then... Paperwork. Yeah. Anyway, yeah.
2: enjoy trust. eating yeah. the gnawing hunger yeah. of your own cell death. Yeah. Like basically what the fuck. Basically, America is failing the easiest moral question you could possibly ask. Yeah. It's the most simple moral dilemma that's ever been asked of anyone. You know, would you steal the bread to feed your family? And, and of it's, course a, it's, you it's would. the simplest moral dilemma. The people that are on the other side that are like, you know, they gotta be punished. They gotta be punished. That's the, that is our own system. Our own fucked up shitty vengeance-based system that talking. That's what that yeah. is. That's our garbage prison jail system that we have in this country that's a laughing stock of the fucking industrialized world. Can we can we
1: pause there? Because I think that there's something embedded in in, in, in many people's belief system called I deserve the life I have. They believe in karma. I think that a tremendous, not a formalized karma, but I think a tremendous number of people genuinely believe that the good fortune that they have is a result of their actions, their choices, who they are as people, the the goodness inherent in them. Sure. Like just, just fucking step back from that shit for a minute and think about sort of the foundational underlying things that you didn't control about where you are and how fucking important those things are. You know, like we, none of us deserve most of the misfortunes or fortunes that we receive and i think we're 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 distressingly quick to decide that it is that we don't deserve the misfortune and we are just as distressingly quick to decide that we do deserve the good fortune i deserve that i worked hard yeah i deserve that i you know i went to school i got good grades i worked hard i deserve to have this job really Cause you know, what about that kid born in Honduras? Do you guys do you really think you started off on the same footing? Yeah. Do we really, are we really saying that all things were equal and that's how I got this job? That uh, fuck that shit. Stop lying about it. Be grateful for it. Recognize the inherent inequality that is part of just the system of fucking sheer unadulterated luck that is the reason that, like, We can listen to a fucking podcast on a $1,000 cell phone and walk around, you know? Like, none of that has anything to do with you. Like, it's like, it's the fucking weather we have so little control over most of the most important factors in it. But, like, we have this, like, underlying sense that, like, the word deserve and fair, like, those words are meaningful. They're shit words for stupid people.
2: I I can't, the shit makes me crazy. I have to say, too, that there's a... I don't know if it's a Trump supporter thing, but I feel like that there might be a a very strong vein of, I got mine. Fuck you. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, whether or not they're, you know, they, they think it's equal or not, they don't care. Right. And so, you know, this, this blatant removal of human empathy to see a group of people coming across the border, looking for work that you're never going to do that. No American born citizen would deign to do yeah. and to say, you can't even do that. We don't even want you to do that. We don't want you here. We you don't, don't show up here, go away. We're going to imprison you. We're going to punitively <clears throat> separate you from the rest of your family. Like we're, that's monstrous. Like yes. that's just straight up monstrous. So let's talk about, you want to go back to the rest of these, yeah, sure. these items? I want to talk about this one too. It's talks about MS-13 And it said, um, the custom and border statistics for fiscal year of of, of of 2018 show roughly 0.1% of people apprehended at the border, 275 out of 256,000, almost 257,000 people have been linked to MS-13 by authorities. Between 2011 and 2017, about 0.02% of children detained, 56 out of roughly 250,000 were connected to the gang. And so those are people they caught. Right. This is not just like these people leaked into the country. Like they, they caught them. So there's safeguards already there to make sure that this diminuous amount of people that show up are, Ms. Thirteen is not a concern. But it's a, it's an it, overblown boogeyman. But it is, it is something that I, that they have talked about enough, right. to scare enough people to now think that it's 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 one of the major reasons why we have this this position at the border. It's like it's so crazy, Cecil. It's like,
1: like it's such a fucking straw man. Yeah. It's like you couldn't create a more
2: definitional yeah. fucking version of yeah. a political straw man. It's like a one of those images that they drew of the of the the Jew in Nazi Germany with the giant, giant nose and like they have like they're hoarding their money and they're like fucking dropping poison in wells and shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like we are we are demonizing right. a group of people and and we're not just and that's the thing is you know he he is talking about MS thirteen but he's also saying all of those people are possible MS thirteen. It's the same thing with the Muslim ban,
1: right? Yeah. Except for even more ridiculous. Yeah. It says orders of magnitude yeah. even more ridiculous than that. And if you want to know what those orders of magnitude are, well, it's 0.02%, 0. Zero. Yeah, right? It's point, yeah, for So children. that leaves 99.98% of these yeah. fucking people are fucking 000. not MS-13. Yeah.
2: yeah. I want to talk, too, about the why they're coming. And this was another yeah. reason why people, a lot of people were saying, you know, I was getting into arguments with people who were saying, well, these are just people who are just showing up. We need to just turn them away. They're just random people. no. Custom and border protection statistics show an influx of migrants from Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador, countries with which the United Nations Children's Fund reports as having experienced sustained gang violence and political instability.
1: Okay, to be fair, though, the United Nations is a liberal think tank.
2: That's true. We should just leave the United Nations. No,
1: we we should leave
2: just the Human Rights Council. Let's just get rid of the Human Rights Council. So, Tom, I want to take a minute to talk about our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Remember that if you go to AdamandEve.com and you enter glory at checkout, you'll get 50% off almost any item a free sex swing and free shipping. But we got a message from someone Mm -hmm. who said that since we've had this deal going, they've been to Adam and Eve a couple of times. And so they have a couple of sex swings. Oh. Got- and they were like, what do I do? And I was and my first thought is we didn't mention it on the show, but I want to mention it now. You have to play Smash Up Derby. <laughs> 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 like that's what you have to do with your sex swings. You may have to angle things a little differently, but my suggestion is you find two door frames near each other and you get smashing. I feel like I
1: would have to construct a doorway <laughs> near the like just like build an elaborate Interior
2: infrastructure. What you need to do is create a, a complicated zip line system.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a zip line. So I'm coming in there. I'm coming in there. Please be positioned right. I'm coming in hot.
2: <laughs> and if you want to come in hot, you can go to adamandeve.com, type in Gloria checkout, get 50% off any item, a free sex swing, and free shipping.
1: So this story is from CommonDreams.org, uh, And I love it. And it makes me love Elizabeth Warren so much more than I did before. I I can't get enough with this woman. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren says, let's be clear. Trump is holding thousands of kids hostage to try and get Congress to pay for his stupid wall. I want to read her exact tweet here at real Donald Trump could pick up the phone and stop the separation of families seeking refuge in the U S Instead, he continues to hold thousands of kids hostage to try and get Congress to pay for his stupid wall. This is his policy, and he can stop it. Hashtag families belong together.
2: It turns out Elizabeth Warren was right. Yeah, right.
1: So either either she's right or his executive order didn't mean anything, right? Yeah, it's one of So, the like, again, if yeah. you're supporting this administration, if you're supporting Trump, either he signed a meaningless executive order Or Elizabeth Warren was right, and he could stop this all along, and chose not to. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, they've been doing this all throughout the entire presidency. They create a crisis, they blame the Democrats, and then they stop the crisis. They did it with. They're doing it with DACA, right? They create a crisis around DACA by by stopping people that are that can apply. They say, you know, we're going to cut the program out. And then they blame the Democrats, right? And you're for, like For no, not taking but, care of the docket but, kids, but, you're like, but you you did it, like they that were was fine you a minute ago. That was you right. who did all that work. Yeah, like you're the one who did this. Well, I just want legislation on it. Okay, that's cool. We'll keep it in place till we get legislation on it. How's that? Oh no, no I can't do that. That's not how. Can't do that. How leverage works. Yeah, exactly. Right, they, and it's a threat. Yeah. It's all these right. threats that they do, and this is a, this is the exact same thing. Like, like I have a feeling, like, like I said earlier. That 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 policy was a feature. They liked that policy. They wanted to do that policy. They had to go looking for that right. policy. They didn't know it existed because they didn't act it until April nineteenth, right? So they went out of their way to make sure that policy right. worked, right? And it worked exactly how they wanted it. Yeah. It caused mm-hmm. a giant uproar. They stopped it. They look like they're you know they're the saviors. Even who though they're do they the look ones- like heroes too? Who was that guy? I don't know. And I, and I mean so, that I mean, literally. I think I think a lot of Trump supporters
1: do see that as. I think if you were to talk to but them, be, I think right yeah. before he signed the executive order, those same people were defending the policy itself. Then he signs an order saying we got rid of that monstrous policy Are you
2: saying was the policy monstrous or was it not? Monstrous? Are you saying that people on uh, oh, that, that, that support Trump, they can feel cognitive dissonance? I'm Are saying, you saying that? No, they, because can, they can't. Oh. Because there's but so many. But this is, but just this is like, not just one time that this has happened. I know. But like, this is like. This is just like so fucking mirror mirror yeah. shit. It's very obvious, right? Like, yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. It really feels like, it feels like you're being, feels like you're just being held down and your brother's like, stop hitting yourself. Yes. Stop hitting yourself. Yeah. I- and it's just so frustrating. <laughs> it's just like, but I'm not, you're making me hit, hit myself. <laughs> And then, like, he stops. He's like, I am a hero. Exactly. I saved you from getting yeah. beat up.
1: Like, yeah. what the fuck? Thank me. Yeah. yeah. It's true in some cases, but they aren't all valedictorians. They weren't all brought in by their parents. Uh, for everyone who's a valedictorian, there's another 100 out there that um, they weigh 130 pounds, and they've got calves the size of cantaloupes because they're hauling 75 pounds of marijuana across the desert. All right, and this is from the New York Times. If you want to get a sense, you got to play this clip. If you want to get a sense for the callousness... So again, like there, there's, there's a couple of narratives that are in competition. And one of the narratives is like the Trump and his people, they hate this policy, but Oh no, our hands are tied. It's the former administration on the other side of that is fuck you. This policy is in place to actually fuck you. If you want to hear what, uh, Corin Lewandowski thinks about this, here's a clip.
2: So the, there's going to be a guy talking and then someone else is going to sort of interrupt the person who's interrupting is who we are talking about. I mean, look, I, I read today about a 10-year-old uh, girl with Down syndrome who was taken from her mother and put in a cage. Wah, wah. I read about a, did a, you say want-want to a 10-year-old with Down syndrome what being I taken from is her you mother? What you can pick anything How you dare want you? Up, but the bottom line How is very clear. How dare you? When you cross How absolutely the dare you, illegally, sir? you How have dare given dare up do Don't call that guy sir. Yeah. Don't call him sir. He's a, this is, I think, emblematic of the entire strategy, and it's be a bully. It's like, be a bully. And I have a feeling like, like what, what makes me crazy is I was always raised to hate the bully. I was always raised to, to, to dislike the bully and and think the bully's wrong and stop people from bullying. That's just how I was raised. My, my, my dad, like very much when I was young, made sure that I would never bully anybody and that I would make sure that I would help other people. It's very, very important to him. Right. So when I see this, and I see the way in which they treat people, and the way in which I mean, and this there's a this is a perfect example of somebody being like, oh, who cares? Whatever, want, want. Like somebody saying that about about a person who's, you know, not only being detained, but also you know has Down syndrome, right? You know, you have someone with a limited capacity to understand the situation. You got you got this guy who's saying whatever, want, want. Like this is the most bullying thing that you can do. He says, if you if you listen to what he said, he says he basically is like, they deserve it. If you cross the border
1: illegally. Yeah. So he's he's saying, like, if you if you if you engage in this action, then it's okay what happens to a, a mentally handicapped 10-year-old person. Like that's not a thing. Yeah. But again, like I feel like I'm living in a fucking bizarro universe. Like I feel like a fucking crazy person because, like, that thing that you just described, man, where it's like, I got the same way. It's like the bully is always the bad guy, right? You don't want to be that guy. Stand up for the little guy, all that kind of thing. But we are now in a place where callousness is cool. Yeah. Where like the more like crazy, outrageously uh emotionally detached you are, the more yeah. you don't give a shit about human suffering. Like there, there's a fucking social cachet to that on the right, where it's like, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't fucking care. I'll never care. I'll fucking shoot a baby in the fucking toe just to watch it scream. I don't give a fu- Like, there's a whole social cachet to that. Like, I uh, whatever. It's just your feelings. It's just somebody else's baby. It's just everybody deserves everything that's coming to them. And if you can, like, the more hard-hearted you can be, it's it's like the more that side kind of reveres you for yeah. this sort of like, and I wonder, if, is, is it like, is it all part of that same kind of shitlord thing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's yeah. like, Yeah, whatever. Like, what, are you going to get emotional about it? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, you know what happened the other night? Um, Rachel Maddow was reading and that that, that thing that came across that talked about tender age facilities came across her desk. And she's like, this is breaking. And at some point she stopped and she's like, you got to cut away. Can you cut away, please? And she's like waving her hand at her face. She's going to start crying. Yeah. It's just too much at a certain point. But there's people out there that are like, well, everything she's ever said is invalid. She got emotional. Right. You know, not, I can't believe anything she said because she she once shed a tear on air. But cruelty is an emotion. Yeah. Hatred, cruelty, yeah. meanness, avarice.
1: Those things are emotionally led. They're not yeah. logical. Yeah, they're not logical. Right. There's no, like, you can't, it, there's this bullshit idea that like this sort of like tender emotions are the ones that Which are the negative are, ones. They're right. the negative ones. Whereas like hard, mean-spirited things are somehow thought of as less emotional. Like, oh, well, you know, you got to make hard decisions. And like, you know, being a dick is still an emotional decision. Anger is still an emotion, right? Yeah. But you can, you, it, it's like anger over the mistreatment of others, that's bad. Anger at other people taking something that you, you think is yours or you think you deserve, that's good. It's still anger that mm-hmm. this whole idea that like emotionality is a negative
2: is, is just so selectively yeah, used. It's, it's, it's selective garbage. emotions. They're not, they're right. not choosing all emotions. Nobody's no, choosing emotions in the not, same yeah, circumstance. There's not a Vulcan up there. Who's right. just like, I am logic. I, all I do is do logic logics, but fucking womp womp. Yeah. Well, and, and, and like I said, man, this guy's just a bully. Like he's just a bully, but that's a celebrated thing. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's, and it's weird. It is. It's fucking super weird. Right. And look at like what some of the
1: people like initially, like some of the, some of the criticism of Trump was <laughs> back in the the heady early days when he was just terrible and not absolutely awful. You know, when he would like do like weird, crazy shit, like, you know, the weird handshake things he was doing and that weird, like push past somebody yeah, to stand in front him of slap him. Slap
2: that guy and pull him back. Right.
1: Yeah. People were like, yeah, good for him. We need a man with some power. Like, we're, we're at a place yeah. where there's a certain amount of like, where we celebrate, we celebrate toxic
2: masculinity. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like we celebrate like, instead of like yeah. saying like, that is toxic. It's, it's garbage. Like, it's a, yes. no, no real man acts like that. Right. You know what I mean like, like you're not, uh, and, and this is not a no true Scotsman. Okay. This is not a no true Scotsman, a person who's, who is confident enough to be, uh, you know, just a human in the world never feels like they need to act like that. It's it's actually
1: crazy. Like it is a crazy, unmasculine it, way it's to behave.
2: Unbelievably, it's so emasculating it to watch that. I, I know you I'm, I have a I cringe. This. I'm embarrassed by that right. person. I'm like, oh, you're a little guy. Yeah. You're like, you're like a little man. Right. You know, you're like a you're like a wee person. Like it's cold in here, yeah. little. Yeah. yeah. And and you and what you're doing is trying to fluff up. You're trying to prune those one, two or three limp ass peacock feathers you have right. <laughs> to make show everybody what a big person you are, but you're really just super weak. Right. And you just, you just, all you are doing is screaming into a megaphone, how weak you are. And, and you see people that are really powerful that are, they're just, they're, they never, have to, they do never have to do that. They they're never not, have to they're they're do that. They're just confident in their right. own power. And, and, and you see other people and you're just like, no, you're just a weak little dude. Right. And, and I feel like we're celebrating this really awful part of, you know, the the worst advice you could give a man. Right. The worst advice you could the give beta a beta male's guide to being alpha yeah. is now Yeah. Exactly. Right? Right. right?
1: Yeah. 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 Is it is, is, like that book is now like the fucking number one bestseller? Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, it's by it's Jordan Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's Kermit somehow it's, the frog. The i ho Jordan Peterson here. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard that guy talk? It sounds just like, he like, hey, Fozzie, come on in here. I have 12 things I want to tell you <laughs> 12 things about hating trans people. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Twelve things they don't want you to know. <laughs> they don't want you to know about it, Fuzzy. That's demonic, everybody. It is absolutely demonic.
1: This is just fucking like okay. So we were kind of serious yeah, there for a minute. Yeah, let's get weird. This is from the Daily Banter. <laughs> Uh, Trump good. apologist accuses caged immigrant
2: children of engaging in sexual activity. It's even worse than that. Like, it's so much it worse than all of this. It's yeah. just crazy. So I'm just going to play the clip. It's just cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs.
5: Jim Acosta from CNN basically. Okay. Okay. Okay.
2: okay. <laughs> this okay. guy's dead. Okay. that guy. That guy looks like he looks like he's computer generated. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like, he looks like Max Headroom's racist uncle. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a slightly young Emperor
1: Palpatine from he's the bags. Terrifying. You guys have to see this guy. He's, he's like, <gasps> like, he's like super, who was the Who was the fucking guy in Mystery Science Theater with the with this black circles around his eyes? Oh, observer. Observer. He yeah. kind of looks like kinda Observer. Looks like
2: observer. You know, it's it, what he looks like is like a like a superhero, like jaundice man. <laughs> his my liver, name is. His livers out fighting crime, and he's at home dying. He's like, I don't have one.
5: Uh, it's out. My name is Billy Billy Rubin. Yeah. Uh, it's not. Basically, <laughs> sarcastically, was was uh, chiding Sarah Sanders and saying, "Well." You show me in the Bible where, you know, you're supposed to separate a
2: family and uh, break. Let's a- stop there and say, who fucking cares about the Bible? They use the Bible as a way to like show. Well, in the Bible, it says we're supposed to have, like, we don't follow the fucking Bible. Like, I, we well, don't fucking use the Bible as a way to fucking think about things. That's that same passage.
1: That same passage. It's like the worst passage for them to choose to use. That same patch is a, a patch in the Bible or passage in the Bible, rather, has been used uh, to to uh, promote slavery and to defend the practice of slavery. The passage is a garbage passage yeah. called "the government gets to do it at once. What it wants, yep. God says that's cool. Yeah, that's the fucking interpretation everybody has of it. So whenever the government wants to just do what they want, like fucking Cartman on a fucking Maury show, yeah. you know they're haul that fucking old Canard out. Yeah, that's how ha- that happens every time.
5: Right. The family up for the sake of political purposes. And I'm going to tell Jim Acosta to his face right now. You're you not, show- not
2: there. It's fucking not there, man. Do you know how the fucking internet works? Do you know how to your face works? <laughs> I'm going to tell you. this guy you would think he would know. That's <laughs> probably how he talks to
1: everybody. I'm going to tell you to your face if you watch this when I later record it.
5: What oh, the fu- fuck? tell me in the Bible where you're supposed to be breaking the law in a country because you're not supposed to be breaking the law in a country. You're supposed to be respecting the laws of the country that you live in, and if these people come into these countries and they know good and well, originally they're breaking the country. Then I'm sorry,
2: they're breaking the country. Look, like we got to pay for them, Tom. We're they're just they're just dipping into the public fund. We're, We're paying for them every the time country.
1: we buy red peppers for 29 cents a pound. We're paying for them every time we go to a, buy a package of meat that nobody that fucking has a citizenship paper is packed. We has pay for them packed, right? Yeah. We pay for them every time you buy milk because that fucking dairy farm is run almost exclusively eggs, from too. immigrant labor. Eggs too. We yeah. so pay for them in, in almost every new home that's been constructed. The,
2: the, it's funny in the last 25 years. We buy eggs, we buy eggs, and they, we're so worried about how the chickens are taken care of. Right. We don't give a fuck about the dude who got the eggs. It's like, <laughs> fuck that guy. He could be an illegal immigrant, hopped up on fucking crystal meth on his seventh shift. I don't give a fuck. How's the chicken? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did the chicken have a yeah. name? Hey, was the chicken free range? Just like, look, this was harvested yeah. by a man who lives. <laughs> In a cage yeah. made out of smaller
2: yeah. cages, he lives, he lives. in a trailer with seven hundred and fifty six other people, right. and they're all stacked on top of each other. The guy is like, only allowed Duracell to pee batteries. once a day
1: from eleven thirty 1130
2: to eleven thirty three. Yeah, that's and it, it, and he has to do it in a bottle in front of the chickens.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, and that's all yeah. he gets to drink tomorrow.
2: Yeah. It's it's hilarious. You're just like, oh, I got to look on the on the on the wrapper. Is this? Was the chicken patted a couple times? Did they did they feed it the proper feed? It's like, oh, no antibiotics, just
1: like the guys who raise the chickens <laughs> when they get sick. No antibiotics.
5: At a certain point, the guy, just, so unwell. The guy just drops down <laughs> and they just feed him feed the, him to the, the chickens. chickens. It's like, nah, man, that's protein, bro. It's not America's fault. It's their fault. And they need to get with that program. That's what Jeff Sessions was basically saying. He was saying, look, I don't. I've got sympathy for the family, but they un- say, "Look, I got
2: saying, mine." Yeah, Look, Jeff Sessions was not saying he has sympathy for the families. Jeff Sessions was saying, "No, that's cool. That's yeah. kind of what we had in mind oh. in the first place, guys." Right. That yeah. was literally the Jeff intention Sessions, of this policy yeah.
1: was to create
5: this kind yeah. of outrage.
2: Jeff Sessions would have had a kite that said "Fuck you" on it
5: and <laughs> flown it on the fucking board. They must understand when you break the law, there are consequences, and if you know you're here illegally, guess what? Your family is at risk of being broken up.
1: No, like even if this, even if we concede the point, which is barely the point, that like they've that asylum seekers are breaking the law by entering the only way that you can try to try to, to get, get asylum. Yeah. But even if you were to concede that point, like, are we still are we saying like that that is a rational punishment? Yeah. And are we also saying like children should receive that punishment? People who didn't, they didn't they, have any they choice. did not yeah. act of their own volition. Yeah. Have you seen the assholes who kick the water over in the... Oh, my God. Those fucking border agents yeah. that find the water and that's they, left there. And they kick it over. And they kick that water over. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I just hope somebody hurts more. I hope somebody fucking dies of thirst. That's got to be a good way to go.
2: I, I What the fuck is wrong with people? Yeah. I don't understand that well, at I all. Kick I kick those motherfuckers' teeth I, out. It makes me crazy when I see it because I just think to myself, I'm like, you know, you're kicking that water because... You're on this side. Yeah, because you, know you, you got lucky. You because you got I'll lucky. Because I'll tell you what, you know, those people, you know, what's what's the harm that they have that they're not thirsty when they show up? What's the harm in that? Right. You know what I mean? Like, like these people are like, yeah, I'm going to kick this water over.
1: You've got to be hoping that those people die.
2: That's what you're... There's no right? other reason to kick that water right. over, right?
1: it's it, the, the You kick that water over in an attempt to... To, Let people, to people suffer yeah, to, and die. Yeah, suffer and die. There's yeah. no. It, there's no other. Yeah. There's no other possible
5: interpretation of that. Because that's what happens in a law-abiding society. If you want to get legal, get in line, become a citizen. You don't have to worry about your family being
2: broken up. I love it when they talk about a law-abiding society. You're just like, how many indictments on the president's cabinet? <laughs> I know, right? And then they're all just like fake news when Water. you talk about that. You know, it's like like it's law-abiding when they're brown. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a law-abiding society when we're when we're making sure that the brown people don't <clears> have it good.
1: Yeah, unless you play lacrosse at
0: Duke. Yeah,
2: right. It's yeah, a law. We're exactly. a yeah, law-abiding yeah, society. Yeah.
0: yeah, and it's really really scary. Some of the individuals that are sneaking across the border, and I was talking to a border patrol um, like top person, and he just said, "Leave." Oh, a border patrol
2: top person. Not a border patrol top person. A border patrol like top person. <laughs> Very. I different. love when
1: they can't even remember like what they're making up. Mm-hmm. I was talking to, fuck, I don't remember what they're called. I don't remember what their positions of authority were.
2: She's basically saying like, so authority figure says. Yeah. Argument from authority
0: says everyone. I know. You cannot believe rape after rape after rape. Children, children. We are getting
2: exhausted raping all these children. Rape of what? (laughs) Like, what are we talking about? Who's raping who? The border official is raping some. What
1: are you talking about? I think that's what she's saying is that. It is getting so tiresome to rape all these kids. I like my, I can only like the refractory period. My dick is chafing. It's a lot, it's a lot of work. I am trying to take advantage of as many as I can, but I can't keep up with the
0: volume. <laughs> Below 10 years old, engaging in sexual activity, all kinds of sin and disgrace and darkness. The, the pit of the pits.
2: Darkness, huh? Huh? That's Hello, a, weird, darkness, my that's old a friend. weird, interesting way to call it. Darkness, huh? Uh-huh. Huh? Huh. Weird. That's so strange. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Those
1: brown ones are yeah, sure dark, sure huh? Sure dark. Yeah. Ten-year-olds engaging in sexual activity. If a ten-year-old is engaging in sexual activity, it's almost certainly non-consensual.
2: It is non-consensual. Well, By unless definition. they're another ten-year-old, right? Guess, like, yeah. you know, yeah. like. I think still, I think that's, like, 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 yeah. that's what they're trying yeah. to suggest. Is that oh, like is
1: really? I don't know what they're. Su- I don't know if they're suggesting. Yeah, that, like, I don't know they're what putting, they're talking like, about. Ten-year-olds in cages, and the ten-year-olds are just like I don't know want to fuck <laughs> like you do when you're in fourth grade. I don't know. It doesn't even work that good yet. It doesn't happens with it. It's just a, it's a weird dangle. It's a, it's a tingle dangle.
2: That's all it is. A a tingle tangle. tangle.
0: (laughs) And so we're not getting the, 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 the top of the line echelon people coming over this border. We're getting,
1: Oh, they're shitty people too. Blame the shitty people. Are we just going to scratch off the poor, tired, huddled masses thing? I think we already
0: have. Are we just?
1: But I mean, like, see, are we just going to be like, <laughs> yeah. buff that out? Yeah. Sorry, guys. Buff that out of there. That was like way back. That like, was if they had the right ago. paperwork yeah. and were from Europe. Yeah. Then. <laughs> yeah. Then, yes. then we're good. Uh, except Irish, because yeah. they're like black Europeans.
4: Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah.
0: Criminals. I mean, total criminals uh, the 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 top of the line echelon people coming over this border, we're getting criminals. I mean, that's total right. criminals that are right. so debased and their minds are just gone in the unclean. They're murderers. They're treacherous. They're they're God haters.
2: 257 people out of 257,000 people were MS-13, were MS-13.
1: And that's assuming that all the MS-13 are as awful as she says, Right. right? So that's even granting the and that, idea. And they,
2: they, these aren't necessarily; they're just connected. Right? They're not necessarily. Right. But I mean, like, let's the, even give her all yeah, of that. Yeah. Let's give her all
1: of that. It's still a like. like there's nothing. She's backing this up with nothing, right?
2: She's just saying like they're they're bad people. They're so they deserve people, what's coming to base. them. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, they it's, deserve a way, it. it's a way to rationalize the damage that we're doing yeah. to those people.
1: We deserve what we got. You deserve what you got. Incidentally,
2: we get more. Incidentally, I got it pretty good. Right.
1: You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. This is a uh, Right Wing Watch. This is Paul Begley uh, asking the questions few of us are brave enough to ask, Cecil. Did the Illuminati assassins target Larry
2: Kudla with a heart attack gun? <laughs> I mean, how does that say set- That sentence is mad. Can I read that, that again? That sentence is mad-libbed. There's somebody who's like, Give me a weapon, right? You know, give heart me attack a, gun. Give me an adjective weapon, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> give me a, a disease, uh, yeah, like a uh, disease, scoliosis. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a weapon, a cannon.
2: S- it's a scoliosis scimitar. <laughs> it's, it's all curved. It is. It's curved I know. It's perfect. I know. It's perfect. I know. Oh God, here we go. God, heart attack. Give me a, a, a kidney stone frisbee.
1: It, <laughs> Wait.
0: No. <laughs> so much but I want to know. Are there Illuminati assassins? (laughs) Nope. I want to
2: know, too. I want to know, too. Hold on. There aren't. Okay. We're good.
1: How do you think he would come to this knowledge? We're safe, Tom. I'm going to guess just just by
0: guessing at it. (laughs) And would they kill people to continue their agenda? And does... I don't... Wait. If they're the Illuminati... Aren't I they never, just in control of everything?
2: I never understand that. Because it's always like, yeah, well, you're the Illuminati. Like, you you basically run everything. Yeah, but we need assassins to make sure that we do. And you're like, well, don't you have all the, like, don't you own all the stuff? Like, aren't all your people in power?
1: Who are we killing? Who are we assassinating? People who somehow beat the Illuminati
2: in the dog catcher race? You're the fucking Illuminati. Either you're powerful or you're not. It's a, it's, supposedly, he's saying, vaguely proceeded to link Kudlow's heart attack... To the recent deaths of designer Kate Spade and travel writer Anthony Bourdain, whom he believes may have been killed as high-profile sacrifices of the Illuminati. So that's this is that's the link to this. They're talking about like Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade as sacrifice. That's that's who the why Illuminati. Why do the Illuminati have to make sacrifices? And why not? And here's the thing. Why not just do somebody nobody will ever miss? You know what I mean? Like, like you're going to, you're going to miss Kate Spade. You're going to miss Anthony Bourdain. Did anyone notice? They're just like, if it's, Ted, the guy who runs the drill press down the road. Right. You're like, hey, where's Ted? I don't know. I haven't seen him in work recently. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, like, like nobody's going to miss that. It's not going to be national news that Ted, the drill press operator, isn't around anymore. Plus, if you've got a heart attack, I've nothing, nothing against drill press. I'm sure you guys do great work. We're going to get emails sure from the do. fucking Drill I'm Press sure you Association you of America. Can you guys drill me a glory hole, Please. The fucking, the this, fucking yeah. DP yeah. Association
1: yeah. is going to send us
4: weird.
2: <laughs> yeah, I want a DP glory <laughs> hole. Actually.
1: <laughs> so. I love the idea that like you've got a group of assassins that have a heart attack gun and yet they use faked suicides. Like,
2: yeah. You and, would just always use the heart yeah, attack and the, gun. And gun. You're just like, wait, was Anthony hanging himself and you shot him? <laughs> this is a, right? Was he in the process of it's not hanging hanging himself zzz. and he's like, oh shit, I'm having a heart attack?
1: This heart attack yeah. gun is like it's the fucking idiot equivalent of like, I'm gonna stab him with an icicle yeah. and the murder weapon will melt. <laughs>
2: You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a bunch of Illuminati guys running around with one hand and a cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't want some milk guys. There's no murder
1: weapon. Okay. Oh my god. All right. I'm gonna shoot them with a potato gun. Then I'm gonna eat the potato. Like it'll shoot out the side, and it'll be it'll
2: be mandolins into French fries. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll, uh, you shoot it out of a potato gun. Cut, you know what I mean? Like it's it basically right. yeah. yeah, that's the you
1: shoot yeah. it out of a potato gun into a mandolin gun, <laughs> and then it's just like sneaky, stick stick sneak, and they are just like shurikens of potato wedges. And then, and wedges then what and happens slices. is it hits
2: them in the face, and they look like pinhead except for they have french
0: fries <laughs> <laughs> sticking out of their
2: head. He looks like st- <laughs> you just walk it up R- to some R- guy. Stick it out of your face. You walk over and you just face plant in the ketchup. You're just like
1: <laughs> the detectives are like, it's the blooming onion murderer again.
2: <laughs> it's just like there's like a guy who's like his midsection and there's just all these curly kids like on the ground. God damn curly fry guys. Back. <laughs> the detective leans down.
1: Seasoned, mm, delicious. <laughs> the, the, the medical examiner shows up with some ranch, just like. <laughs> <laughs> the assassin oh asks God. you how you want to go, regular oh or curly. <laughs> you're like fucking curly. Who picks yeah, who regular? Picks regular? Are you kidding me? That's a question I want answered. Who fucking picks regular fries if if over curly, curly fries, fries? Are fries?
2: available? Yeah, I. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, what? Is, what would have to be wrong? I will with say. You? I will say. Once a. a I would say every single batch that you get of curly fries, though, there's always maybe a quarter of them that are just not cooked right. Oh, yeah. Because they're too densely packed. The curl did not release. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. And so it's just like... Oh, that's a potato still. Potato. Those are jerry oh, curl that's fries. Like a Those aren't like good. Still potatoes. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. uh-uh. So I will say that the cooking process of the regular fry is superior to the curly fry Certainly process, more consistent. But I will say that the curly fry itself in the like with that like seasoned and that breading or whatever is. It's fucking, fucking far baller. superior.
1: Plus, they're just more fun. They are a more fun food They are a more
2: fun food. I smile. It's like eating it's like eating a silly straw. It's eating a slinky. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Right? I like set them on the table and I make them go and they go right here. That's awesome. See, and I'm wondering, are there such a thing as heart attack guns? Well, you're gonna have one. (laughs) Look at this guy's been it's called shotgun and donuts. There's your heart attack gun. Yeah.
1: This is coming from a man whose fingers are fat. It's your
2: fucking HDL, dude. (laughs) (laughs) It's the kind of guy, it's the kind of guy who when he cuts his finger, it sounds like one of those old timey oil guns. It's like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) because let me just say, remember Andrew Breitbart, who was going to bring out a video the next morning. He died that night of a massive Heart attack. <laughs> he air quoted the words he "heart did. attack." He did. He died of a heart attack, guys. You know what? Yeah. Old people
1: almost never have naturally heart attacks. <laughs> Breitbart was actually relatively young. He was just in bad
2: shape, like, was he? Yeah. He I think didn't look. I, like I thought it to Breitbart me. when he died. Oh, you might was be right Relatively just... young. Yeah, he was forty three when he died. That's a hard for. Wait, yeah. What? Yeah, he died, oh. aged forty three. That's a hard forty three. Yeah. That guy did not age well. He had, a, he had a condition that basically thickened his heart. <laughs> Breitbart had a condition. He had a, he had a condition that hardened, hardened his, his heart. Up. That's what he died of. Pharaoh's disease. Oh <laughs> he <laughs> got it three times. He's like, now you're plagues, whatever. This guy was a plague. What are we talking about? Oh, my oh God. Breitbart died of hardened heart disease. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, God. There's a- <laughs> That's great. It's fucking amazing.
0: There's no more poetic death <laughs> than that guy's death. What about all these scientists? And what about all these uh, alternative medical doctors? And what about Larry Kudlow last night? Remember the G7 summit that just happened? Do you remember that after Trump left there, Justin Trudeau of Canada... Got up and made this statement and basically kind of went after the president of the after President Trump left. It's kind of a backstabbing, cheap shot. Now, I love the. There's ca- a
2: cut in there. I don't know what happened. It just, yeah. it just cut.
0: Sorry. Canadians. I mean, I'm getting ready to go to Canada. I ain't got nothing to get. And I, you know, look, I ain't got nothing. They're the most polite, the most nice people in the world. And I'm not even thinking that Justin Trudeau really meant it to, in, 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 in any kind of hateful way, because he's just not that kind of guy. But uh, he is a global elitist. But anyway, that's another point.
2: <laughs> As if Trump is not an elitist, yeah, right. he's, a <laughs> he's a billionaire reality TV show star from a fucking rich yeah. family. I will use the quotes that he used earlier for heart attack. Billionaire.
0: Right. I'll put those yeah. OK. Yeah. yeah. But Larry Kudlow kind of went over the line because then he went on television. Now, who's Larry Kudlow? He's a senior economic advisor to President uh, Donald Trump. He went on national television and was so angry at Justin Trudeau. He went over the top, folks. He really did. And he said there was a special place in hell for Justin Trudeau. Well, that last night, he had a massive heart attack. Larry Kudlow. He's not dead. He has survived the heart attack. He, he- dodged just at the last second when they shot the gun at him. Right. He was like his dog, his faithful
2: beagle. Jumped. <laughs> jumped <in there. laughs> <laughs>
0: and jumps. His, like ears were flowing, flapping in like, that yeah. Flapping. Right. The, yeah. He will recover. But I w- asked myself again: What about Anthony Bourdain? What about Kate Spade? Why did they end up hanging? Especially when I fi- because they made fun of Justin Trudeau. That's why.
2: Put the fucking dots together, man. Come to your senses,
1: man. It's not like Anthony Bourdain ever went to Canada to eat the food.
2: <laughs> What's he going to go up there and eat poutine? Is fucking—he's choking on pine needles and fucking <laughs> syrup. Uh, I will say, and you know, we hadn't talked about this on the show, but I really did enjoy Anthony Bourdain's work. Yeah, um, I've read his books, I watched his TV shows. Uh, he was always somebody who I thought was a really genuine person. Like you know, like he—it seemed like seemed you were very you much were, that way. Yeah. You were. You at least saw what you thought was sort of what Anthony Bourdain was like. It felt like he didn't put on any kind of persona to be on television. He just sort of—it yeah. felt like he didn't really give a shit about what people really thought about him. And uh, when he died, I was actually really shocked when he died because I was a—I was kind of a big fan of his. Like sure. I was I, yeah. for a very long time, I was a big fan of his. Yeah. So uh, so it was a real shock when he when he killed himself. Um. But uh. But you know that there's a if you've never checked out any of Anthony Bourdain's work. Kitchen Confidential is an excellent, excellent read.
1: We just re-listened yeah. to that book the other day, so yeah. I, I had heard it before. Haley yeah. had never heard it. We yeah. just listened to that on Audible again the other day.
4: It's yeah. it's so good. It's an
2: excellent book. It's yeah. well written. Medium Raw is very good too. Yeah. It's an excellent book. And his shows, if you've never seen his shows, his shows are excellent. They give you the uh, a really great glimpse into other cultures, um, you know, and he gets a chance to participate in a lot of cool stuff that most people when they go to another country don't get, we'll a, chance get a chance to participate in and yeah. uh, and the stuff that he does and the places that he eats and the you know the people that he sees you know he's he's dining at the most famous restaurant in the world or the most prized seat in the, in any restaurant in the world you know where he goes to like some place in Spain that is you know one of the best ranked one of the best restaurants in the world and have a meal with the chef and then in the next episode he's in Mexico sitting on a bench somewhere on a side street eating from a food cart sitting next to people drinking beer you know yeah. what i mean like it's like it traverses all different kinds of classes and things and it's very interesting to watch so if you ever get a chance there's two shows. I never, I've never watched, a a I think it's called A Cook's Journey or something. It's something that he mentions in his Kitchen Confidential. It was on the Food Network years ago. I never watched that one, but I watched No Reservations and I watched Parts Unknown. And both of those series are excellent. They're basically the same show. They're just on two different networks. Okay. It's essentially the same show, but they're were, they were excellent. So if you ever have an opportunity to check them out, they're really great. It's great TV.
0: Find out they die right in the middle of a Bilderberg Conference going on, the 66th annual Builder Bear. Builder
1: Bear Conference? That's a weird Bitburger conference? Uh, what is this? <laughs> a Burger Burger. Br- it's conference. a brick
0: brack conference. <laughs> and there always seems to be high profile deaths or sacrifices or something that goes on when these groups like Builder Burger, Bohemian Grove, or others get <laughs> together.
2: <laughs> That's it. The, the, the problem is, is that these guys that have <laughs> access to these heart attack guns, they don't care. They just shoot them everywhere randomly. They just walk into like celebrity apartments. Just, just randomly shooting. D- d- Whoops. Bang, I shot you with Sorry. a heart attack gun. Go hang Sorry. yourself before it takes effect.
1: <laughs>
2: what? I don't know. It's, it's confusing. Like the, it's like the five-finger death punch. Right? Kill Bill, where you get to walk like a few feet away and right? then die. You get three steps yeah. or whatever. Like, fuck, <laughs> I'm just going to sit here then. I'm never going to move. You'll have to airlift me places. I'm going to need a catheter. You're going to want <laughs> me got, to have a you'll catheter. Hire a guy. That's just like your rickshaw
0: driver for the rest of your life. <laughs> it just seems like it, 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 it just, it's demonic or something. And is it the new world order? Is it the Illuminati? Are there Illuminati assassins? <laughs> he's just so concerned about this.
1: But I like that. He doesn't, you know what I do appreciate about Paul Begley is that he's asking. He's just asking he's questions. Just, hey man. I don't know that there's Illuminati assassins there with are, secret heart attack guns. But
2: I, I'm just asking questions. Just want to know. Yeah. The people want to know. So we got a lot of people to thank. We went up missing a week a while back. So I want to thank all our patrons. But of course, we want to thank our newest patrons. Left at the Valley podcast. George, Simon, Patrick B., Jude. Fuck the Packers. I agree with that guy. Lee, Max, Samantha, Ben, Derek. S M N X, Sminix, I don't know. Al, Madison, Brent, Bruce, Donald, Dave, the Crash Test Dummy, Sean, Maya, Bruce, Angie, and Tim. Thanks so much for your generous donations. We really do truly appreciate it. You guys are the reason Glory Hole Studios exists. So Holly sent in an image, and this is a... Cogdis bingo card. It's so good. And it's great. So we're going to post it on this week's show notes. Check it out. DissonancePod.com, episode 420. This is a really cool little bingo card. Yeah. It's hilarious. I love that in the center is the free sex swing. <laughs> <laughs> but check it out. There's some really funny stuff on here. Yeah, it's very good. We got a message from Michael, and Michael says that, uh, you know, you're we discussing blasphemy laws. Just wanted us to know that there's still... Is blasphemy laws in Canada Section 296 of their criminal code? It has been used in decades, but it's still on the books. Wow, that's interesting. Now I I don't know the veracity of that comment because I didn't bother to check out Section 293 of our criminal code. I don't read Beaver, but <laughs> I was I, that's so I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> maybe pay a little attention. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, we got a message from Jay, and Jay says uh, that he'd been going through the back catalog. Uh, in episode 38, we did a story about a moil sucking a freshly circumcised baby dick, and he's wondering if a grown man wanted to convert, will a moil suck his dick? <laughs> I don't know. Get in there, buddy. Yeah. Still bleeding. God. No, it's that's not, not blood. I dipped it in this the stick right there. Just right. Oh, mm. that's a stinger. I don't let you do that one anymore. We got a message from Amrit, and Amrit says that uh, he wanted to let me know that the episode I was talking about on uh, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation was called Damrock and Jalad at Tanagara, I think is what it's called. And uh, we're going to post a link to, I guess, the video of where they're inscrutably saying fucking metaphors (laughs) at each other. I'll post it on this week's show notes episode 420. We also got a message from Amber who wanted to let us know that uh, there's a, a Reddit called Trump Gretz. And I was talking about instead, I was talking about there's a Reddit called Trump Criticizes Trump. And it's where they go back and they take his tweets and they look at his tweets and then they apply them to a policy or something he just recently did. And very often what it'll be is like, Obama's weak. He did this thing. And then like basically Trump did the exact same thing like this this last right, week. Right, immediately. Yeah, so we, we it, it, normally it, it, they take his tweets to criticize his own path as president. Um, but the Trump-Gretz is interesting because Trump-Gretz basically is uh, people who— uh, supported Trump initially. And then they come back and they're like, fuck, what is he doing What happened here? And there's a lot of people who have come back and they get them from Twitter a lot. I don't know how true it is. You know, that's the tough part is you never know how true any of that stuff is, but, uh, but you'll come back and you'll see somebody who's like, what the fuck are you doing?
1: Yeah. What the fuck
4: was I thinking?
2: Well, you know, even some high profile people have done that too, where, you know, you've seen Ann Coulter, talk about immigration or something like that and get really pissed. And there's a guy, Joe Walsh, who's a real shitty guy who doesn't pay his alimony. He, <laughs> he, he also did that shit. He, oh really? Yeah. He also, he'll come back and say, here's a great policy and he'll love Trump for it. And then sometimes he'll be like, oh my gosh, this is an awful, shitty, awful thing you've done. And you know, how could I have supported you? At least he's you? evaluating the policy. It feels and like not the it person. does feel like he's doing that. You know? Yeah. It's not alimony. I want to, I want to take that back. It's child support. Mm-hmm. A hundred and, 17000 in child support to his ex-wife and three children. So that's what they suspended his driver's license until he starts paying it. That was in uh, 2011. They did that. I don't know how, how far, I don't know how much in arrears he is today. <laughs> uh, if he is at all. I don't right. know. His kids yeah. might be grown. <laughs> I love that he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt of having yeah. like caught up. Yeah. It's just like he's either in arrears or time <laughs> has just, just finished it out for him. I it. have no idea. One of those. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, we got a message from Elvis and Elvis gave us this great bumper that I'm going to put in the road. I love it.
1: This never happened.
4: It will shock you how much it never happened.
2: (laughs) That's great. Thanks. Elvis. We got a message from Elizabeth and Elizabeth wanted to let us know what Cyrus Trump meant. Um, Religious, uh, she she says, in today's religious discourse, the name Cyrus is shorthand for a non-believer, especially in a leadership position who is part of God's plan for tending to the needs of the believer community or otherwise furthering their agenda in some fashion. The funny thing is, is that Cyrus Trump Comparison is basically an admission that Trump is so bad at Christianity that he hasn't fooled anyone into classifying him as one of their own. <laughs> uh, well, that's interesting. That 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 clears it up. That clears up. Yeah. You know, like because when they call him Cyrus, they're basically saying, "Look, he's a you know he's the." And I feel like you know he's a tool of God. He is a tool. He is a tool. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He does juggle a lot of snakes too. <laughs> that's for sure. Saying. If you pay, if he pays you one hundred thirty thousand dollars, <laughs> you're going to juggle it too. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. We uh, Hopefully, we'll have a guest on for one of the shows coming up. We're going to have to record a bunch of shows before I go on vacation because I'm gonna be going to go on vacation the beginning of uh, July. So we're going to have, hopefully, a couple of guests coming up, and we should have a, a pretty fun show where we do a Dr. Oz thing. We have a Dr. Oz thing planned. Yeah, that should be fun. Um, so there's a bunch of stuff that we're going to be planning for the next couple of weeks, but hopefully, we'll have a guest next time, uh, and that should be a lot of fun. Um, but we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed.